Well, welcome to Shine Church. Um, if you are new here or if you haven't been here in a while, um, just sit back and enjoy what God has for you. Um, we are doing things a little bit differently um, than we have in the past, actually, and there's going to be a lot of interaction, and I'll explain that in just a minute, but there's going to be a lot of interaction uh, tonight as we just kind of seek and study the Word together. Um, but before I do that, I uh, I'm listening to DJ do the announcements, and I realized there was quite a few of them, um, and I just wanted to share two thoughts that I had in regards to that. First off, amen to the fact that we're getting things going back, right? I mean, would you agree? I mean, just getting some activities and things that we can start doing again, that's just incredible. But the second thing uh, that really just encouraged my heart is that a lot of those announcements are because you guys are responding to what we're doing. The fact that Rich Penaloza um, is hearing, hey, um, include people in what you're doing, and comes to me and says, hey, I'm going to Africa, and we can bring people with us. Uh, I encourage you, if that sparked in your heart, join them. Go on that trip. Uh, the fact that Wes Ensign wants to do a financial peace university, and that he came to us and said, hey, uh, you guys are asking us to do things and step out. I feel like God is asking me to step out in this. We can come alongside him and partner with him to do that. If you haven't gone through that class, um, it is incredible. And I want to strongly encourage you to do that. Um, just so that you know, there was a group of ladies that met just last weekend, uh, or maybe it was two weekends ago actually, to talk about ladies ministry. And that had a lot of momentum and a lot of things going on. And then we had the same day a group of men that met together. And here's what's the great thing about it. These were men and women that came to us um, we reached out to a few, but a, a majority of them actually came to us and said, hey, we want to see something with men and women get going. And so I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you guys for responding to what God is doing and how he's starting to call you and, and you were bringing that to us um, because from the very beginning of Shine Church, we've said we want to come alongside you, partner with you, and so let's keep it going. And so if you've got something that the Holy Spirit is stirring in your heart, um, he is speaking to you right now. And he's saying, uh, Dan just told you what you need to do. So come to us, help us to know what you're, what you're dealing with because we want to come and partner and, and see that come to fruition here at the church um, and in our community because you have some incredible ideas that have been divinely given to you by the Holy Spirit that can make an impact in this world. And we want to see those things happen. We absolutely want to see those things happen. All right, before I jump in, I'm going to ask for your prayer. Um, how many of you have ever put yourself into a schedule where when you get into the middle of it, you're like, why did I do that to myself? Anybody? Okay, I guess I'm alone. I got two people. Hey, yeah, okay. Uh, well, here's what I have done. Um, hindsight is always 2020. Uh, there is no way I should be teaching tonight. <laughs> and here's why. We just dropped our daughter off at the airport to go to London for the next three years. And man, I'm telling you, it's just, um, it's just messing with me. I love my daughter, and I love the fact that she's going to London, and she's going to be um, on staff at the YWAM base there. Um, but, I, you know, just coming, coming home from the airport, my brain, I was just like, what, what, what am I doing <laughs> teaching? Um, but we had put it on the schedule, and we are going to follow in with that. So here's how you can help. Number one, I'm going to pray and ask that the Holy Spirit just takes over at this point. Number two, when we get to the interactive part, just you guys take over, okay? <laughs> you guys take over, I'll facilitate, and uh, you will help me out tremendously in doing that. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much um, for the fact that you call us into different places and to different things. Lord, I pray for my daughter right now who is uh, on a plane who just literally took off 30 minutes ago. Lord, I pray that you would protect her, that you would be with her, and Lord, I pray that you would uh, just impact the people in London because of the calling that you've placed on her heart. And Lord, in the same way, I pray that you would help every single person in this room realize that each one of us has a call not to necessarily go to London, but Lord, we all have a call, um, a purpose and a plan that you have wired and put into each one of us. And so Lord, we come to you right now and that you ask that you would begin to just um, speak to us. Um, we know your presence is here. Lord, help us to be very present to that presence. And Lord, as we go into this uh, study today. God, I pray that you would uh, help us all to learn something. God, I pray that you would also help us all realize that we have something to give and something to offer. And so, Lord, I pray that as we 
learn and as we teach one another um god i pray that your spirit would then just begin to come in and truly change each one of us may each person listening to me right now um god leave this room differently than when they came in and god that is our prayer and lord i pray that you would use me now to communicate and to um facilitate this time and lord we just love you And we want to just give you all glory, honor, and praise in uh, the next 45 minutes or so. And Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Hey, um, all right, just to catch everybody up, because I'm seeing a lot of faces that may maybe not know exactly what's happening. Um, The first couple weeks in January, we shared as a leadership team that we feel like uh, the Lord is leading us to try uh, something that's a little bit more on the lines of equipping and training. We do believe that teaching is absolutely true important and it is absolutely relevant but we also know this that we are in a day and an age right now where you guys can get good teaching in less than 30 seconds on your phone yes i mean you can listen to some of the best speakers in the world and get them on your phone in the next 30 45 60 seconds if you want um so we decided hey let's let's give some teaching, but let's also maneuver into a time where maybe we can equip and train um, our one another in the things that God has for us. And so what we did two weeks ago, last week was house church. By the way, if you didn't get the newsletter, uh, last week we had our record number of attendance at our house churches last weekend, which was, ah, uh, this is awesome. The number actually exceeded the average in-person attendance for January. Okay, so that was just awesome. Um, So um, I distracted myself right there. Where was I going? (laughs) Um, Two weeks ago, what we did then is we took a a section of scripture from Ephesians and we just read it together and then we passed a microphone around and we just started to converse about that section of scripture. And here is what is so encouraging and amazing to us. Um, It was so good Saturday night and Sunday morning that we actually put both of them on our podcast because they both took different angles and directions. And so if you were here Saturday night, you might wanna go listen to Sunday because it was completely different than was on Saturday night and vice versa. And so we, as a, as a staff, decided, you know what, we just need to put both of them up because they were both so deep and so rich and so they were, they were just really good. And so I'm hoping something very similar will happen uh, tonight. Last, uh, last time we talked, um, that section in Ephesians was actually referred to us by one of you, and I just want to say thank you for that. And we're going to do the same thing um, tonight. We're going to take a look at Colossians chapter 3, 1 through 4, and let me just give you just a little bit of our heart before we jump into uh, this interaction with one another. Um, as we were sharing this at the beginning of January, we had um, a lot of feedback from you, which I absolutely love. Keep giving us the feedback. Keep letting us know, good or bad, where you are and how you stand in regards to this. Um, but here's what was really interesting is that we had some feedback that was just like, we love what you're doing. This is gonna be great. I love to hear what other people have to say. I, I'm looking forward to the interaction and, and that aspect of it. But then we had some people come back and say, hey, I'm a little concerned because what I'm hearing is that if you get away from the teaching part and you start to let everybody just interact and that kind of stuff, how are you gonna balance um, the, the issues with what, what if somebody doesn't fully have an understanding of, of the word of God and says something and leads, leads the group to a direction that maybe God doesn't want us to, which is a very valid point. Would you agree? And so uh, we were talking about it as a teaching team, and, and here's the truth. There is a horizontal interaction that we are hoping for and that we want everybody to have, the engaging with one another, and we absolutely are seeing that in these times of these interaction times. But we gotta be very careful because in the name of that horizontal interaction, we don't want to lose the vertical engagement with our Lord and Savior, amen? And there is an importance between the battle of getting the truth of God and understanding the respect that we have for him, the fear that we have for him, the love that we have for him, and yet we also still need to take that and we need to relate to one another and engage with one another with that same respect that we have and that love. And I think what the concern was is that if we have just this 
time where we just have this love for one another that maybe we sacrifice that at the altar of truth. And we don't want to do that in any way, shape, or form. Um, and so uh, Andy Dieter actually gave me this scripture uh, in the midst of a conversation that we were having in Colossians 3, 1 through 4. And I love you, and I want to thank you so much for bringing this to us because um, what was interesting is DJ and I actually sat down with him for a, um, a brunch, basically a 1030-like thing. And um, I th- when we got done with the conversation, I said, I wish we could have recorded this because the interaction, the conversation that we had together was absolutely amazing and it really um, brought out the heart of um, us and him and what God is trying to accomplish through this. And so I'm super excited that you guys are bringing this stuff to us. And so if you have a scripture that you wanna talk about that you would like to see the church actually interact with and kind of study it out together, uh, please let us know. Now. Are we doing this forever? I don't know. We're probably not. This is just an experiment for a time. Uh, we're just doing what we feel like the Lord is instructing us to do. And even this week as teaching team, we came together and said, hey, what are we doing for this week, Lord? How do you want to lead us? Um, and so we are just following what we believe he instructed us to do. Um, just so that you know, um, our staff um, has been wrestling through the, this dynamic of you know the, the fact of truth and love, and how do they correspond, and how do you bring the balance to it? Um, you do know that you can go so strong on the truth that you kill everybody around you, you right? And, but on the same way, if you swing the pendulum the other way, you can have so much grace and love that you abandon and leave the truth out behind. And we uh, just want to come together as a church and actually find that really sweet spot where there's truth and love. Um, and we see the benefit and the synergy that really comes from putting those things together. And so we believe this section of scripture is a really good counterbalance to last uh, weeks or two weeks ago when we talked about in Ephesians. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read it through four times again. So we are gonna do that same thing. Um, I have a little bit of a different spin on some of the questions, um, and I'm gonna use four different translations. And for this first time that I read, read through it, here's simply what I'm gonna ask when I'm done. What is one word, one word, what is one word that jumped um, off the screen or off the page? If you want to follow along, by the way, you can go to YouVersion, the Bible app, click the three lines and find events, and you'll find Shine Church, and you can follow along. The notes are right there, um, or they'll also be up here on the screen. So um, let's jump in. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. This is in the NIV version. Since then... You have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above. Not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. We're not gonna pass the mic around this time because I'm just gonna ask for one word. Um, So you can just shout it out and I'll just repeat it to you. But as I read through that, um, what word jumped out to you? Love, love? Above, above, okay. Hidden? Okay. Sorry, you know what, raise your hand so I can... Set, set, okay, like that. Anybody else? Since, okay, that's good. Anybody else? With. I'm, I'm going to ask you for clarification on that. With, okay, great, all right, good. Love that, with Christ. But I like that, that you caught the with part, and that's good. Anybody else? Okay, I'm gonna read it a second time. This time, um, and, and just so that you know, um, biblehub.com. 
uh, is uh, one of the resources that we use, and you can get um, parallel Bibles, and you can click on a certain verse and sit, see many different translations. And so uh, I just felt like to mix it up, I'm not using the same translations as I did two weeks ago. Um, and this one actually kind of jumped out to me the way that is it is worded, and it is the Aramaic Bible in plain English. The Aramaic Bible in plain English. And it reads this way. If therefore... You, I'm sorry, the question I'm gonna ask is what is the deeper meaning here? As I read it again, what, are, what do you feel like the Lord is speaking through this section of scripture? Uh, more than just a word or two that would jump out, what is something that, that is jumping out in context? What is the heart that God is trying to communicate to us in this? All right, if therefore you are risen with the Messiah, seek that which is above the place where the Messiah sits at the right side of God. Feed on that which is above and not that which is in the earth. For you have died to yourselves and your lives are hidden with the Messiah in God. And whenever the Messiah who is your life is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. All right. Now we're gonna go ahead and start passing the mic. So if you just raise your hand and uh, again, rules of engagement. Um, listen well, uh, speak for yourself. Don't be offended at any point at anybody, what somebody might say. And um, be slow to speak though, be quick to raise your hand. Okay. Um, and, and then say your name, yes. And say your name right before you say it. So, all right, so deeper meaning. As you hear or read these uh, versus what, what comes out, what is drawn out of you, what does the Holy Spirit speak to you uh, as I was reading through that? I like, well, it's not listed as verses, but um, the feed on that which is above. Um, I, sorry, I get really nervous with the mic, so if this doesn't make sense, somebody will explain it for me. <laughs> um, I was very intrigued this week reading the different versions. Most of them say set your mind, but the King James Version says set your affection. And I did a deep mm. dive on the word affection and just the conclusion I came to, it's more than just a brain thing. It's more than just thinking about the things above or um, the things of God. It's allowing it to penetrate your heart and your life, and have impact. And I think this version, you know, feed on, it's the same thing. Like, you're not just thinking about it, like, in a cerebral kind of way. You're allowing it to penetrate and have impact. That's really good. And Cindy, it made complete sense. It was very good. Um, when you look that word up in the Greek, the set your mind, it actually, the Greek word actually is translated in English as set your mind. It's not like three different words, it's set your mind. And when you look that up, it actually, it means to have understanding, to think, but then it goes on a little bit deeper and it says, I observe or I care for. And as a teaching team, we thought that was very interesting in the fact that um, if you translated it with that, you would read it in, in saying, um, set your minds or care for the things that are above. And so, just, or observe the things that are above. You know, the Lord's prayers, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. I, as heaven as it is, or on earth as it is in heaven. I, that's, that brings to memory that, that idea of observing or caring for. Do you actually care for or observe, take time to observe what is happening in heaven and bringing it here on earth? Do we have that care for? Are we setting our, our how, how did you say that translation in the King, King James says? Affect, are we setting our affection? Um, and I'm just gonna be completely open and honest with you. I wish I could say that 100% of the time I set my affection on the things of God. But to be quite honest with you, I set the affection of my thoughts on what I want a lot of times. Anybody else? Um, and so we are being challenged and we are being asked by the Lord here to um, be very aware and set our affections, what we observe, what we care for on the things that are above. It's very good. I love that. 
So that's good. I I immediately got um, the the word that that said it, that came out was set. Um, I read the the new American Standard, and I think it says you do too. What does it say? Oh, it does. Okay. Um, so uh, what I got was Romans twelve two. Uh, don't be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, mm-hmm. So what I see in this is transformation. And uh, as we set our our affections toward him, we are transformed. And then we are revealed when he is revealed. So uh, that really, really popped out to me. And um, that's just kind of been a mantra for my life is the transformation by the renewing of, our, of my mind. Mm. And um, so, yeah. I love it. I, I love what you just said, Brian, in the fact that when we set our minds, that's when we begin to become aware of what, what God's doing. I, I, I think all of us, I, I won't ask for a show of hands, but I think all of us would agree that I think we would kind of hope and we want God to just tell us what, what's going on and then we can choose if we want to set our minds on that. But I think what the, the Bible teaches us is that when we set our minds or our affection or our care for or observations on the thing of, of the Lord, then he begins to tell us. Sometimes we can't hear what he's speaking to us because we haven't set our heart and our mind on that. Yes? Um, so that's good. Thanks, Brian, for sharing that. Um, name, I'm going to, sorry, name. Lauren. No, My okay, name is Lauren. Um, so as I was reading through this, um, the word that came out, that stuck out to me was hidden. Um, to be hidden with Christ in God. And I've, I've studied that from like a, a theoretical or, or um, perspective, and I have lots of thoughts about that. But I just asked the Lord, like, God, what does that mean? Like, what do you want me to know about being hidden in you? And what the Lord brought to mind um, is I'm a mom. I've been a mom for almost 15 years. And in a lot of ways, I am hidden in motherhood. Um, I am all of the things that I was before, but now I'm all of those things in the context of motherhood. Um, I'm no longer just what I was, and I'm not just a mom, but I'm who I am in this context, and that's where I live, and it's how I process all of the things that come in and out of my life, and in that context of motherhood, there are some things that have died. Um, One of the first things to die was my right to sleep. (laughs) Just from a very practical perspective, I was like, oh, this is what it's like to die to oneself. Um, And so when you, you know, and so there are things that when we're hidden in Christ, like now we are who God created us to be, but we're all of that in the context of Jesus, in the context of believing in him and walking in him and being his. And so there are things that don't fit in the context of motherhood, and there are things that don't fit in the context of Jesus. And so there are things that when we come to him and we're hidden in him, they don't, they just don't fit in this context anymore. And there's things that have to die. And then there's also things that are developed and, and brought to life. And, and when I go through the course of my day, like when I leave my kids for a week, I'm like, I don't even know what to think about. Like all, you know, so much of our thought life is, is in that process of like, who, who am I taking care of? What am I doing? All these different things. And, and for me, what I think about setting my mind on something, I'm like, really, everything in my life is in the context of Jesus. When I'm thinking about doing the dishes, it's how am I doing the dishes in the context of being in Jesus? How am I going to the store, going to the gym, or doing my job, or whatever it is in the context mm-hmm. of Jesus? That's good. Um, okay, so that right there, folks, was worth the price of admission. In my opinion, that I'm I'm taking that away. In all the studies that I did this week, it didn't even capture that. And your illustration of being hidden in motherhood, what an incredible illustration. Um, and and the truth is, we all in our lives get hidden in whatever it is. And and my my charge or my challenge, or I would submit to you, um, pray that the number one thing that you would be hidden in is in Christ. Uh, because when you're hidden in Christ, then guess what? In whatever you're doing, um, you're going to reflect that back. It's when we're hidden in, okay, um, forever who has ears to hear. It's when we're hidden in our um, lack of, uh, of esteem, our, our low self-esteem. When we're hidden in that over hidden in Christ, what comes out? 
It's not, it's not the fruit that, that God wants. It's, it's the, the things that the enemy wants, yes? And he tries to discourage us and he tries to get us to not believe in ourselves and he tries to tear us down and to push us down. And when we get hidden in those lies, then we lose the, the abundant life that Christ came to give. And Jesus came to say, came to give us not just life, but he came to give us abundant life. So hide yourself in him. I, it, when you look up the Greek word for hidden, do you know what it means? Hidden. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out. Somebody else. Yeah, the scripture. I Sorry, name. Sorry. Oh, I'm Nicole. <laughs> I read it in the Amplified because I thought, let's see what it, what all the words say. So okay. And so, uh, in verse two, it says, "Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly mm. things, not on the things that are on the earth, which only have temporal value." For you died to this world, and your new real life is hidden with Christ and God. And that just hit me good that we have to keep a heavenly perspective. I found myself going around, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not in this realm. I mean, I know, I'm aware of what's happening, but this is not my world. This is, this is, not, my, this is not my home. And when I keep that perspective, that's how I have joy in circumstances, no matter what I'm facing, and it's, and it's that being hidden in God. So. And what a picture, habitual. Yeah. Habitually doing that. Yeah. Um, wow, that's a really, thank you for sharing so that. That's really good. Somebody else? Right here. My name is Mark. Hi, Mark. So, uh, <laughs> so when I was reading it, I was wondering why he said the same thing twice. So he says, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And then he says it again. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And the not on earthly things is, is heaven because that's where Christ is seated. So he's really saying the same thing two times. And then I was curious about the word set. And actually, uh, it's two different words, right? Zeteo and phroneo, two different yep. words. And the first one really is seek. And it's the same yep. word that Jesus used when he says, uh, knock, you know, seek, and you will find. That's the seek. And then the other one, phroneo, uh, is like think or understand, and I think you alluded to that earlier. Yep. Let it be in your mind. But what's really cool about these, and this goes to the habitual thing, is these are commands. These are not options. And it's mm. not something you do, do, do just once. You do it over and over and over. It's, it, English really loses something that the Greek possesses. And, and the idea here is it isn't something you just do once when you say the sinner's prayer and you're done. No. It, it's a daily, ongoing, habitual, I keep seeking with my heart heavenly things, and I keep thinking about with my mind, because set your mind, think with your mind, yeah. on things. Of, so he, it's like, you know, why, why say something once when you can say it twice like this and so it's an ongoing continual but it's a command and we That's don't good. and it and we're we're being told do you do this this is this is imperative you will die unless you don't make make him your your focus that's, that's really yeah. good now pass the mic to for before justin you go um i so that first set I'm so glad you brought that up because I actually highlighted it and I should have brought it up earlier, but you did, so that's all good. Uh, it's to seek, but if you look at it a little bit deeper, at least on Bible Hub, it actually means this, to get to the bottom of a matter. I, I mean, it, it's, it's not just seeking. It's like, I'm going to find out what the end solution, I'm going to figure this out. And here's what's interesting. It's saying, get to the bottom of the matter of the things above. I find myself going, how in the world am I going to get to the bottom of the matter of heaven? Well, guess what? The only way to do that is to be hidden in Christ. 
and let the Holy Spirit really begin to reveal uh, to us what these things are. Um, care for them, observe them, which, which I would submit, that's why he said it twice, is because he's saying, hey, look, <laughs> there's no way to get to the bottom unless you set your care and observations on the things above. Um, so thank you, that's so good. That's good. Um, if, so my name is Justin. I think um, like there's some context to these verses, you know, being raised up with Christ, being hidden with Christ, Christ is your life, that any one of those phrases are so deep and profound. But when you ask for the deeper meaning of the text, I think I really agree with you, Mark. Um, and I just can, do you mind if I pray that over us? Pray it, brother. I, would, I don't yeah. mind at all. all right. um, so Jesus, uh, King Jesus, you are so worthy to be pursued with our entire life. Lord, we want you, we, we <clears throat> like the, the metaphor of being hidden in you, just like Lauren's hidden in motherhood, like that helps. Um, but Father, Father God, we, we don't know really what it looks like, or it's, it's pretty abstract for us to think about our life being hidden in your son, Jesus. So, so Lord, just teach us, your Holy Spirit, just teach us and show us and what I feel like it is right now is that just deep burn in our hearts that just will, God, you are a consuming fire. And Lord, just give us an appetite that just will not let us go until we seek you. And so, you know, when I think of our world and our community, um, Jesus, if, if people saw you, they would not be able to resist you because you're just too beautiful. You're too perfect you're, for the moment, for our needs. Like you're the giver of all good things. And people, but people don't see you when they look at us. But make that change. Transform us like Brian was saying so that we pursue you, that when we wake up in the morning, we have a burning heart to be like you, Jesus, and to find out what you're doing and how we partner with you. And make us Jesus people so that when people look at us, they see you and they come running. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to stop for a minute. Um, in this process, um, as Justin asked if he could pray, um, I, I want to just encourage anybody, if you feel a prompting by the Holy Spirit to pray about something that's come up, please do so. If you feel like the Lord gives you a word for somebody that maybe just grabbed the microphone, um, give that word. Don't hold back. Um, I, I, I was telling a couple people out two weeks ago when we got done, um, I, I am looking um, forward to the day where we are so comfortable in this um, with one another that if somebody speaks out something and the Spirit of God prompt somebody to speak over that person that we would stop the entire thing to minister um, and to edify and encourage and support one of our brothers or sisters in this room amen um so and so let's be sensitive to the holy spirit uh actually i'm i'm being reminded of first corinthians 14 right now um and it starts by talking about the difference between speaking in tongues and prophecy and then it moves on and it says that in their church services um, they would have words given, and when one would get, get up, they'd give a word, and then if somebody else had a word, that one would sit down, and the next person would get up and give a word. And So, hey, what we're doing is biblical, which is really cool. Um, uh, but how cool would it be to have the Holy Spirit just start to take over? Um, hey, we have a platform or, or an outline of where, we're, where we wanted to start, but if the Holy Spirit and God would ever want to take us somewhere else, um, I hope that you guys would be okay with us going that way. We are. Amen? Amen. Also, uh, just again, a reminder, hey, as we're doing this, you can totally do this at home. Read it through the first time. See what words jump out. The second time, ask for deeper meaning in other scriptures. I love how it's coming out. Other scriptures are coming out. But understand um, that there's something dynamic that happens when we do this as a group because we get so much more perspective from everybody else and, and different thoughts and those things. So that's awesome. All right. Is somebody else ready or? Okay. Yes, Ed. I just wanted to share as a follow-up to Justin's prayer. Um, it says there in the first verse, um, since you have been raised to new life, new life, I was, which tells me I was going one way, 
Now I'm going in a different direction. Um, and that's what he's asking us to seek, seek that new life. That's good. Um, and it also talks about the realities of heaven. And this is the word of God, and it's talking about, hey, guys, heaven is real. We live in a world that we think everything is like Hollywood or whatever. Everything's, oh, that's religion is a crutch. You don't need that. And we look around what's going around us, but heaven is real. But it also tells you hell is real. Nobody wants to talk about that. So you think about that. I have a new life, so I was going one way. Now I'm going another way. I need to be elevated and think about that new life. It's real. And then it goes on and says at the end, it says in um, verse 4, and when Christ, who is your real life, so when you grab on to who Christ is, and now that's my life, And it's, when that is revealed to the world, we will all relish in that glory. That's what church is all about, is to spread that good news to those that don't know about it. That's good. Real good, Ed. Thank you. Oh, man. So I just keep hearing, my name's Kim, by the way. Um, Hi, Kim. <laughs> the scripture, Second Corinthians 3, 16 it says but whenever anyone turns to the lord the veil is taken away and the thought of like turning our affections and setting our heart like i know this is speaking more about actual like the beginning of salvation but i believe like anytime we turn our affection and our hearts towards the lord there is a veil of lies different things as we look to the lord that are being removed so that whenever anybody turns to the lord the veil is taken away now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate or behold or reflect, look, set our affections and our eyes on the Lord. Mm. The Lord's glory, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. So I just believe that as we do this, church, man, he just, just takes lies. This has happened to me. I've shared my testimony here. Lies, those veils that have been I have been enshrouded with and in bondage to have been removed because I have set, I have turned my heart, my eyes, my affection onto the Lord. And I just believe that God has just taken us into um, just freedom because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. <laughs> and we all know if our life is hidden in him, if we've put our lives in his life, then we are free. Amen. And let's believe that we're free <laughs> and walk in that freedom and just be transformed because what you behold, you become. And this is what he's inviting us into, is to behold him together, separately, all the time, habitually looking, turning to him, and we're going to become just the epitome of who God is, and it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to give him glory. So, woo, let's yeah. go. <laughs> uh, will you pray? Because I think there are people that maybe have yeah. fails, and let's, let's just okay. ask God to remove Lord, we just em. thank you so much, God, for the invitation that you constantly are pursuing us, Lord, to look to you, to turn to you, God. I thank you that our ears are be being opened right now to hear your voice. Lord, that still, small voice, when you say, come away with me, set your eyes on me, turn to me right now, in this moment, God, in the every moment of every day, Lord, where we would be walking, we would be turning our eyes and our hearts on you, that we would be engaging with your Holy Spirit, God, and we thank you, Lord, that where your spirit is, there is freedom, and I declare that freedom and liberty over everyone in this house and in this room right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, that it's by your spirit that you transform us, that you change us into your image, God. It's not anything of our own striving God but that we just are responsive to your Holy Spirit when you when you beckon us when you call us God and we know that you're always you're always wanting that Lord so it's our honor it's our joy and it's our privilege God to be called yours to be hidden in your life Jesus what you did for us God and to reclaim God that just the resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells in it in each and every one of us God and we claim that freedom we we claim that life as ours Lord and we are so joyous God to walk in that in Jesus name amen okay I'm gonna read it a third time this time I want to have you answer this question how does this section of scripture and uh, we won't spend a whole lot of time on this one because i think we've kind of talked about it but to see if what the holy spirit might spark in you uh, but how has 
how does this section of scripture point to Christ? Because all of scripture should point to Jesus Christ. So how does this point to Christ? In the New King, New King James, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. How does this point to Christ? Um, still? I still am. I'm just sorry, <laughs> I'm talking again. Um, so, okay, th time, out. Time, time out. Hold on. I want to address something here. If the Holy Spirit speaks to you, if you've talked three different times, do not, do not push that down. Okay, I, I'm dead serious here on this. Um, I, I get it. We don't want to be the the Mike Hawk hog, um, but understand that. Maybe you have something that you're going to say, Lauren, right now that somebody needs to hear. Be mindful of time. I, and the beautiful thing is nobody's going super long. I just, so not just for you, Lauren, for everybody, okay? All right, go ahead. Okay, so um, we've talked a lot about setting our minds on things above, setting our minds on Christ. We're hidden in Christ. Um, and in the context of chapter 2 of Colossians, which... Um, you know, in the context of a letter, it was just there. So he, he's talking about um, all that Christ has done for us. And then he gets to the end and he's kind of reprimanding the Colossian church because they've been doing all of this kind of worthless, obedient stuff. Um, and he's like, this is dumb. It's worthless. Like you're, you're doing all of the things that you've learned to do from the way that, that the world does religion. And it's not about that at all. And so I think he's, he's really coming from, so in our lives, how does this point us back to Jesus? What does it say about Jesus is that all of the religious stuff, like it's not about this. It's not about all of the, the like harsh treatment of the body and the festivals and whatever this kind of meaningless stuff is. It's about knowing Jesus. Yes. It's about setting our minds on Jesus. It's about being renewed and transformed and hidden in Jesus. It's, this is an alive thing. It's yeah. not an idea about how you behave merely. It's so good. So just so you know, I thank you for sharing that because it actually leads me to something I wanted to share. And that is, um, what is the therefore? Wherefore the therefore, right? What, what, is, what is the therefore there? And I just wrote this little thing. Uh, first off, the word therefore means this, to connect the dots. So in order to take the, chapter 2, put it with chapter 3, you have to have a therefore connecting the dots. And I just did a little paraphrase. It says, um, don't be judged by what you eat and drink. People who have lost connection with God in the body, this is, this is what was right before it. Um, submission to the worldly rules that are going to perish and lack value in restraining indulgence. So that's what was said right before we go into this part. And I love the fact that you see that that's how it points to Christ because guys, um, because of Jesus in your heart, uh, you're no longer bound to all of these rules and regulations. Here, here's what you gotta do. Love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love others as you would love yourself. That's it. That's it. Jesus said that sums up everything that these people were trying to do in their flesh. And I would submit this, when you try to stop doing something in your flesh, it only incites the flesh and creates more issues than it does if you just go into chapter three and focus on Christ. Okay, somebody else, how does, how does it point to Christ? So this is for me. It's Brad on the board. Hey, um, actually I appreciate you actually putting that in there. And here's the reason why, because I was getting hung up since then, if you are uh, raised with Christ or if you are raised with Christ, but there's no context of what the definition in this regard, what, cr what, what Christ is seeking, or if you fit the definition, because one person's definition of, you know, towards Christ or how they, how they relate to Christ is different than another person's definition. Some people, you know, maybe black and white, you maybe fall in the 600, whatever the 600 Mosaic laws and the 10 commandments, 
yet that in critical interpretation was missing for someone just reading it straight out yeah. as a part of it. Because that's where I said if or since, because that's, it was like this is a question and making a presumption that these peop- that the individual is living in that fashion. Yep. And that's not necessarily the case. So thank you for the clarification. Absolutely. Well, and again, just for the equipping and training part, anytime you're reading your word and you see it, therefore, go back. Go back. Before you even move forward, go back. Read why it's there. Um, because that'll give you context of what is coming and really what is pointing to Christ. Anybody else on how this points to Christ? Mark. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Mark. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just always wanted to say that. <laughs> anyway. Um, awesome. That was awesome. So uh, three of the four translations, and I read um, the New Living Translation says, um, who, where is it, um, who is our life? Um, and that that was the one that kind of really stuck out to me because um, I guess when I was first reading it, uh, um, I was reading it from the perspective of Jesus, and he's obviously showed and demonstrated that he's, you know, 100% all in for us. You know, he died for, look around the room, everybody. Yeah. Um, look, <laughs> the whole world, um, Christians, non-Christians, um, believers, everybody. And so that then it just leaves it up to us um, to really kind of, are we all in for him? Um, and we, are we 100%? Um, he's, he's, he's just done his piece. Um, and, mm. and, and that's what has really just pointed me is um, I've really enjoyed and appreciate, you know, the last, I don't know, um, I think it's three, four, five, six months here where it's just been so heavily Holy Spirit focused. Um, I don't, you know, um, if we're not listening and hearing from the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is what is driving us towards Jesus and the Lord, um, we shouldn't be wasting our time with it. Hmm. That's good. Thanks, Mark. Love it. Paul? Hi, I'm Paul. Um, I, I noticed that every time the word you is used in these verses, it's plural. And it reminds me that uh, when we set our affections on the things above, set our minds on the things above, it's not just for us. It's for the body of Christ. And that Mm. Jesus is building his church, that the Holy Spirit is building a temple, a living temple out of us who are blocks and stones, living stones. Mm. And, and (laughs) you know, the the same Holy Spirit uh, does the same work in a believer in rural India, you know, who, <laughs> uh, he has the same desire, the same affections, the same goals that we do as, as w- people who walk in Christ. And I'm just reminded that this points to Christ in that he is the one who's building his church. And it points to Revelation 7 where, you know, we'll see people from every nation and language and tribe, every part of the world, uh, who all together will cast our crowns at his feet and bow and worship him. So I'm just reminded of this, that it's a plural, that this is not just about me. It's about the whole body of Christ that he's mm. building. I love it. Whew. That's good. Thank you for sharing that, Paul. Oh, so good. And I love the fact that you guys are getting this. I really genuinely believe it, that you are seeing that you make up the body of Christ, that every single one of you is important and an incredibly important part in what God wants to do. Um, and he's putting this together. It's, it's just uh, absolutely amazing. It's good. All right, I want to read it one more time. And here's what I want to do. If you were up here, um, if you were teaching this, what would you encourage somebody to take out of this room? What is something practical? What is something applicable that you can take and, and bring out with you and work on this week and think? So let me read it, and then you can uh, answer it. I'm going to read this time from the Passion Translation, um, which is kind of like a paraphrase of, of the word. I would not call the Passage Translation the inerrant word of God, but it is good to bring out some highlights and some different aspects, um, same as like the message translation. So here's how it reads. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. 
This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits, enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with the heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has, uh, has severed the tie to this life, severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God and Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. What is something that you would, uh, maybe it's something that God is asking you to take away from today, or maybe it's something that you would say, hey, um, this, this could be something that's practical and applicable to take. Shana, you were ready to go even before I read it. You just, yes. <laughs> I'm Shana. Um, this is exciting because I wrote this at the very beginning, and I thought, oh, well, they're not really asking for practical steps, so I'll just be quiet. So I was so excited. Um, I was going off of Lauren's Hidden in Motherhood, and I actually wrote here on my notes an activity for myself for the week was to take parts of my life and make two lists. How am I hidden in this world? Or how am I hidden in this specific thing? How does my life look this way? How would it look like if I were hidden in Christ? And mm. I loved the idea of the mother. It's such a good filter for me to now think that through. Of like, how will this look when I'm doing it this way? And That's I true. love the verse that then your true self will come out because you're no longer then living in the lie of this world and how you should be acting or how it should look or how you're limiting yourself yeah instead you'll have the freedom That's so good. i was just gonna make two lists so two lists what you're hidden in now and what it would look like if you were hidden in christ and it probably turn into quite a few because you might have to use like each top you know like you might have a very specific thing yeah that you're working through yep that's really good somebody else right here probably tag team on what Kim said because my takeaway is as I feed on him which we eat every day so that's you're going to feed every day that needs to be like uh, what Nicole said habitual but I think we need to pray first um, and ask the Lord that as we feed on him show me the lies that I'm believing mm -hmm. so that I can walk with my mind on heavenly things because those lies will keep me from it and we don't and they're very um, deceptive so as I feed then I would pray Lord show me the lies you know show your light on the lies yes. so that I can see the truth through those because it's the truth that sets you free yeah. very good and I uh, feel very strongly that the Holy Spirit is speaking to me right now to tell everybody in this room that if you're deceived you don't know you're deceived, okay? And so, yes, you can pray, and the Lord can reveal that to you, but this is why it's super important to be involved in one another's lives because when you interact with one another, guess what? A friend can give a truthful assessment and show you and share things that maybe you just don't see. Um, I cannot tell you how closely I am living in this realm right now. My staff is doing this very well for me right now. And it's amazing. It's not always fun, but there are times where they will just quickly go, hey, do you know the tone you just used? Or, and in love and with great gent gently coming alongside, and it's helping me be a better follower of Jesus Christ because things that I just normally have operated because I grew up this way or whatever, I'm beginning to realize that it was a lie that I was believing and um, my friends around me are, sh are sharpening me and helping me to do that. And so I totally agree. Pray that you would have that lie taken, uh, that the veil taken away, but I want you to be encouraged. If you're not in, in a deep relationship with somebody where you can be challenged as iron sharpens iron, um, ask God to bring that person into your life. Thank you for sharing that, so good. Uh, I'll go next, my name is Andy. <coughs> okay. 
Uh, you mentioned uh, deception. If we get back to chapter 2, some of my takeaways, it talks about beware. This is verse 8, lest anyone cheat you uh, through philosophy and empty deceit and so forth, sort of the new age uh, mentality, and it comes up again uh, late in chapter 2. And I see these verses as the antidote to deception and mm-hmm. that's happening in the previous chapter. The whole, at the beginning, well before decades ago, I put at the beginning of Colossians, Christology. Get to know him and I'll, I'll be further ahead. And uh, I also see these verses as the prerequisite for the rest of chapter 3. Because the chap- verse 5 talks about therefore, put to death your members which are upon the earth. And it, 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 it lists some members. Uh, much of and our it's not people. <laughs> right. Uh, and much of our entertainment industry uh, talk about uh, the uncleanness and passion and evil desires, covetousness. That's in our, that's in our entertainment uh, area. But I can kind of, I do better if I can do verses one through four, and, uh, and then I'll be better equipped to mortify, as some versions say, or put to death my members which are upon the earth. Uh, Later on, uh, it talks about uh, put on tender mercies and gentleness, kindness, humility. This is about verse 12, climaxing in verse 16. And I think when I brought this up, it was probably to DJ, when you were teaching, you brought up Colossians 3.16. That happens to be my gut verse of the whole New Testament. You bring up Colossians chapter 3.16, you can't get there unless you get to verses 1 through 4, setting your mind on things above. And what does that look like? Well, maybe that's where God's concerns are at, things above. Um, God's concerns, what's his plan A? His, uh, the redemption of mankind. And who are those around me that could use some help that way? So good. And, uh, and so forth. But that's so good. Yeah. It really brings in what we felt like to to open this with, which is until you have this, it's going to be really hard to have this. And what you had is a bunch of people doing this, and that's chapter 2, and therefore this, so therefore you can go back to this. Uh, My paraphrase was this, put to death how you used to be, and instructions on what that was, putting on your new self, being renewed with Christ in you, then you'll learn how to interact with each other, including how to teach one another, which is that verse 16 right in there. That's, that's where we're going, but we have to get one, in f- one through four. Um, it's so good. So somebody over here has a mic. I was just going to, wh- when Kim was talking about the lies, and then was it Melody that said yes. it again? Um, I just, uh, the scripture that's been going through my mind is Isaiah 6, um, when he goes to the throne room of God, and Isaiah's he's brought up in, before the Lord, um, but when he beholds God, all he can say is, there's no hope for me, I'm doomed, because every word that passes my lips is sinful, and I live among a sinful people, and yet with my own eyes, I've seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Um, for me, it's just, it's so crazy that he was sitting in front of God, <laughs> and he was still consumed with his own thoughts of himself, the lies Mm. that he was telling himself. And it actually wasn't until the angel came and touched his lips with the burning coal. And she said, your guilt is gone and your sins are forgiven. Then he actually was able to hear the Lord speaking, right? So then he heard the Lord said, whom shall I send? Who will be my my messenger? And he said, I will go send me. Um, It was just such a practical, um, like, like a metaphor for me to look at analogy, to look at how, when we are believing the lies, and when we're consumed with like the negative self-talk, that we're literally blinded and deaf to being able to see and hear like what the Lord is speaking to us. Um, I mean, if Isaiah was guilty of it, we certainly are, right? I mean, he was sitting in front of the Lord. Um, So yeah, and I just feel compelled to pray over the lies. Um, So Father, God, we are so human, Lord. And you are just so incredible. And God, we just ask that you would just begin to, in your supernatural way, to just reveal the lies of the enemy that are actually 
creating a solid barrier, that veil, between what you are asking us to do, what you're speaking, what is going on in the heavenly realm. Lord, and yes, the, this verse, it is a command, but it is also a choice. So, Father, I pray that we would begin to have the desire to, re- to just lay down those things at your feet, mm. that we, we can behold you with our own eyes and yet still be guilty of being consumed with self. So, Lord, I just pray that you would just begin to just remove the scales from our eyes, that you would just begin to speak directly to the heart of each person who is here, who maybe doesn't even think that they can hear from you, God, because the lies are so so true to them. Mm. So God, we just pray that you would just begin to break down each one of those untruths, each one of those barriers, Lord. Um, And God, that in your supernatural goodness, in your love, in your mercy for us, God, that you would reveal the true identity of who we are, because we can only truly be co-crucified and co-resurrected with you if we choose to do that. So Lord, we just put ourselves aside. We put the lies aside. And Lord, we truly desire your truth of our identity. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, I just wanted to share a perspective of, of a heavenly perspective, a lesson I learned that God was showing me. Um, it's like, imagine you're in a forest. The, when, you see, when you're in the forest, your perspective is a lot different than when it is when you're in an airplane. And that's why, and I just felt it's an invitation for us to go, to, to go higher because we're in Christ. We're sitting with, we're in him in that place of authority that he's sitting in. And that's how he's releasing heaven on earth. And that's what we're called to do. And so I just, every time I get, like, you know, it's it's so easy to just get caught up by the circumstances and get, maybe keep that focus down here. But we've got to remember that we're sitting up here. We're sitting above the circumstance. So I just wanted to share that. No, thank you very much. All right, so here's what I'm hearing. We can create a couple lists that kind of help us to know um, what we're hidden in. Um, it seems like the Holy Spirit is trying to um, break off lies and veils. Um, and so pray about this, uh, pray about that this week. Maybe go read chapter two, the rest of chapter three in context of this um, and begin to apply that. I love your, I, be intentional about, you know, it says, set your minds on things above. Uh, when you do that, you, you raise yourself up out of, the, out of the place that you are. Sometimes the best thing you can do is, is get out of the mundane, every m- detail, minutia of what you're going through and get that 30,000 foot view for a second and ask the Holy Spirit to give you that. Uh, but my heart and my hope and my prayer is that, um, that you've been given a few things to take home with you here. Um, but it doesn't stop here. Keep going. Keep seeking the Lord. Um, I keep hearing um, tonight the importance of, of really going all in for him. Um, and I love what Mark said. He's gone all in for you. He's gone all in for you. And so um, now the enemy would love to condemn you. And I will just finish by saying this. There's no condemnation in him. There's no guilt in him, which means this. It's a process. It's a process of going all in. Um, and for every single person, it's going to look a little bit different, and it, it's going to have a different direction from the Holy Spirit. Do not let the enemy condemn you or make you guilt-ridden because there's certain things that you haven't given over to him. Maybe you're hidden in certain things of this world that you're struggling to get out of. You know what? He loves you in the midst of it. And he will tell you the timing of when he wants you to get out of it. I find that many times people will assume what God wants them to work on in their life and a struggle and struggle and struggle and yet God is actually saying, I want you to work on this thing. I'll work on that later. And so just go to the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, what is it that you want me to work on today? How can I go more all into you today and pay very close attention to that first thought that comes to your mind? Pay very close attention to that second thought which tries to talk you out of it. Um, and just move forward into that first thought, into that first thing, and journal about it, and then let us know um, what victories come out of that. Amen? Amen. Well, um, 
Thank you guys. This was so good. This was so, so good. I feel like we could keep going, um, but for our childcare workers, it's important that we do end at some point. So um, they've told me that. I'm not sure what that means, but no. <laughs> um, so Heavenly Father, I pray for every person in here. And Lord, I pray that you would specifically speak to each individual just um, what you want them to take home. So many great ideas that just came out of how to practically apply this to our lives. But Lord, I bet there's other ideas that you want to give to, to individuals. And so uh, whether people are watching online or here in person, Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to not just walk out of here and forget what uh, we discussed tonight, but Lord, that it would just ruminate and resonate in our hearts and our minds um, for the rest of the evening, for tomorrow, into Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Lord, help it be uh, a foundational uh, scripture to our lives um, because if we can get this, if we can set our minds, if we can go to the bottom of the matter, um, if we can put our observations and our care and our intellect into what you are doing, God, it's only gonna make everything else here on earth better. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to do that. Help us to seek you first and your righteousness so that then all these things can be added to us. And, Lord, we thank you for that in your name. Amen.